He is worthy. Not only is He worthy, He is our only hope today. Our absolutely only hope. Now remember, we told you about this call to fall. That's today. This is not a normal day. This is not just a, another church service. I'm looking for the wave of change and revival to start from the East Coast and go all the way through to the West Coast today. I seriously, I am, I am from the Eastern time zone, Central time zone, which will start an hour after us, Mountain time zone, and Pacific time zone. Over one million people have signed up for this. There is one million people going to be praying with us today. Sometimes you feel pretty alone in life. There are one million believers that at least took the effort to sign up. You can see them. I don't know if it'll do it here in the next minute, but it says Brad from California is in. Every time we signed up, in fact, when we signed up to church, that they put us up there. Maybe there's another million that didn't bother signing up. God has put his hand on this nation. When the Jews drop the mantle of being the oracles of God. God touched this nation to do it until the Jews get their act back together again. You know that you're living in a nation now reaping all the benefits that when it fought England for its independence was absolutely impossible. Impossible for the United States to win, for America to come together, ragtag, didn't even have an army, and yet they won because of the divine providence of God upon this nation that you and I are now living in. God has sustained this nation through war after war after war. It's the 4th of July weekend. Maybe there'll be a lot of war movies on. And I can't remember what they called this one. Maybe it's called just the Battle of Midway. But if you watch that movie, there was a turning point, a crisis time, when the Japanese had sent their search planes looking for the fleet in the ocean so that they can alter their course and go around them and destroy the fleet. This is after Pearl Harbor. The United States was like on life support after Pearl Harbor. They found our fleet. They saw them. He picked up his radio to radio back, and it wouldn't work. His radio wouldn't work, and they couldn't find us. And our group found them and sunk either three or four of their aircraft carriers. Losing one is a major blow. Losing three or four. It was a turning point. God did that. He pressed that button to talk and God pressed his button. God has sustained our nation. And because of the presence of God upon this nation, our nation has been unbelievably blessed. But this nation has also paid a dear price to represent Christ. It is hated and despised from without and now from within. This service today is going to be dedicated to seeking God, praying, and reminding you through the Word of God how God handpicked our nation to do what we are called to do at this time. 
call to fall was put on the heart by somebody. And bless his heart that he did. It says this in Joel. Sanctify ye a fast, call a solemn assembly. That's what today is. A solemn assembly. We'll picnic tomorrow. We'll eat our hot dogs and hamburgers. But today we're going to stand in the gap for the United States. It's the church of the United States of America that can stand in this gap. God's eyes are going to and fro right now, seeing who will stand in the gap for this nation. And so he says, Sanctify ye a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry unto the Lord. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to have a normal service. It says this also, And rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful and slow to anger and of great kindness and repenteth him of the evil. And here's what we're asking for. 14 says, And who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord your God. Who knoweth? Who knows? Lord, I told you throughout the years I was little when I was in baseball, little. And my dad would always say, you go down, swing, and don't you stand there. This is what we're doing today. I feel very little in the eyes of the evil and the enemy that's all around us. But today, we're going up again. And we're going to take one more cut at this through prayer and seeking God throughout this nation. And I'm going to ask you to start us off with prayer. Please. We've got some videos for you. I've asked some people to pray today. I will do a little bit of speaking and uh, exhorting, letting you know again through Scripture where our nation fits in like I've done in the past, and then we will corporately pray for our nation. But our This is not for your entertainment. This is to stir your faith and believe. I've asked Cody to pray. We need this now more than ever. We need the blessing of God upon our nation. I feel like the church has let us America down. Not today. We're going to join with over one million people. The next person I asked to pray was Nick Gebhardt. He's the next generation to me. Up from Cody. Served in the Iraq war. Would you make the way? Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you, God, and I just want to thank you, God. Out of all the places in the world that I could be born, I'm born an American, and I am proud of it, God. But God, I ask that you would guide this country. God, I ask that we would humble ourselves like we have never been humble before. Father, you would put a sense of urgency from us who was a nobody, God, all the way up to the highest of highest that ruled this country, God, that you would put a sense of urgency to realize the evil that we are facing, Heavenly Father. God, I pray that you would just give all those who make decisions wisdom beyond their years, God, but more importantly, they would turn to you. Father, I pray that 
that the church would turn back to you, God, that we would realize we can do nothing without you. This country cannot be moved without you. Every decision we make and everything we do has to be by you and anointed by you, Heavenly Father. God, I thank you again for being born in this country. God, I thank you that I am free, God. But let me never forget those who have given their lives so that I can be free, God. I pray for every troop that is overseas or that is stationed in America. God, I ask that you would bless them, God. You would set an extra hedge of protection around them, Heavenly Father. But more importantly, God, that you would move upon their lives, Lord God. You would start to stir and to call them and realize that they need you, Heavenly Father. God, I thank you again. It is in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I've shared this before, and I, share, I shared this with the uh, teens at uh, Restoration, or the youth, and repairing the roots. And I believe it's absolutely vital. And, and I don't know if we get this as Mer Americans, but uh, an interesting thing started to happen around the second or third century. A shift started to occur from, the, from about the second century on. A great influx of Gentiles were, were starting to believe in the Word of God like never before. I mean, it was just focused on the, on the Jews all the time. And now all of a sudden, the, the Gentiles, God had just opened up the doors to the Gentiles. And, um, and all of a sudden, the Jews were kind of just uh, flittering away because they were rejecting the gospel. And we see this in Acts 13.46. It says this, Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the Word of God should first have been spoken to you, to the Jews. They were the oracles of God, the mouthpiece of God, picked by God. But seeing you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, it says, Lo, we turn to the Gentiles. And all of a sudden, the doors open for the Gentiles to receive Christ like never before. So as they turned to the Gentiles, so did God. In 70 A.D., Titus literally destroyed Jerusalem. They said there wouldn't be one stone upon another. And all the Jews were driven out. And they ran to Germany, Italy, and Spain. Now, I don't know if you hear that. You probably do not hear this anymore in your classroom. In your government class, U.S. history. I don't even know what they teach anymore. But I want all, all Americans to remember this again. Remind you again about this. It says in Matthew 21, 41, they, un they say unto him, who will, he will miserably destroy those wicked people. And he's talking about the Jews who turned from their calling from God. Like we're close to America. We're turning from what we were originally called to do. After this, the dark ages set in. Over a thousand years from the fifth century on. The Dark Ages produced all those persecutions and the Fox Book of Martyrs and the burning at the stake and all those, the Spanish Inquisition. It was convert or burn. All this stuff was going around. And then in 1495, remember your history, hopefully the, Jew, the Jews were being expelled from Spain and now they're being driven from Spain and Italy. During this time, Martin Luther nailed the 96 Theses to the door. Or some, I think it was some Catholic church or Lutheran church or something. Can't remember the church's name. But it was a work of faith and not by works. He was nailing it to the door. At that same time, Christopher Columbus was being moved upon. Listen, they found his diary. This is true stuff, not phony stuff you hear mostly on TV. They found his diary. 
And he wrote in his diary that he felt like he was being led by the Spirit of God. And he thought to find a new trade route to India. India. He was stirring by God. Didn't have the full picture. And that's how America was birthed. He ran into El Salvador, I think it was. San Salvador. Now look, I've told you before, if you refuse to do what God has called you to do, to ordain you to do, He'll find another. He just will. Or even if you do what God has called you to do, and then your time comes to go to God, God will find another. He does this all through the Word of God. Moses died, God had Joshua. Elijah died, God had Elisha. Judas died, God had Paul. On and on it goes. The Jews were chosen to spread this gospel around the world and they refused to and God chose another to do it. And that's this nation. Without a doubt, that is this nation. I don't know the future. It looks bleak for this nation. But I know this. I can see it in the Word of God. Matthew 24, 14 says, And the gospel of this kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. Matthew 21, 41 says this, They say unto him, He will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let, let out, lend out is what that means, his vineyard unto another husbandman, America. It's been lent out to us, which shall render him the fruits in their season. This nation has been the nation that has spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Throughout time, that's fruits. You shall know them by their fruit. And I believe it's as obvious as the nose on your face that it has been lent to us. It will be given back to the Jews, but now it is still us. Matthew 21, 33, all this next 10 verses just nails it. Here another parable. There was a certain householder which planted a vineyard, hedged it round about, digged a wine press in it, built a tower and let it out to a husbandman and went into a far country. He's talking about picking the Jews to be the oracles, the mouthpiece of God, to spread this gospel. He said, I hedged it. There was a wine press. I did everything. Here it is. I'll be back. And when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the husbandmen that they might receive the fruits of it. And the husbandman took his servants, beat one, killed another, and stoned another. When he sent his prophets, that was their reward. They, was, they were killed and stoned. Again, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did unto them likewise. This is what the Jews kept doing as they turned their back. But last of all, he sent, un he sent unto them his Son, Christ, the Messiah, saying, they will reverence my son. But when the husbandmen saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and let us seize on his inheritance. And they caught him, cast him out of the vineyard, and slew him. When the Lord therefore of the vineyard cometh, what will he do unto those husbandmen? Which was the Jews. They said unto him, He will miserably destroy those wicked men and he will let out his vineyard unto another husbandman, which shall render him the fruits in their season. Jesus said unto them, Did you never read in the Scriptures the stone which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner? This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. That's what he did. 43. Therefore, 
I say unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth the fruits thereof. America is that nation. It is that nation. I'm tired of people rubbing America's face in the dirt. It was touched of God, sustained by God, blessed by God, given by God to spread the gospel here all through the world. This nation that God has chosen to let you be born in. The kingdom of God shall be taken and given to a nation bringing forth fruit. Here's some fruit. Told you 90% of all missionaries still come from America. That's fruit. 90% of all money produced the gospel, to produce the gospel, comes from America. That's the fruit that God is saying. You'll give a nation that will bring forth the fruit, proving beyond a shadow of doubt that this nation is being the light. Ask all these other nations. They'll probably lie through their teeth, but ask them. I mean, France shouldn't even exist if it wasn't for the United States of America. England pounded to the ground in World War II. Russia would have starved to death if we wouldn't have given them wheat after wheat after wheat. Haiti, millions if not billions of money sent down there. Japan, just recently, America is the one stepping up and giving and giving and giving and giving. America was touched by God. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. America. You are America. Father, we do thank you for this nation. Yes, we do, Father, we thank you. We recognize it is only because your hand has been upon it. Yes. And Father, we just pray, Father, for us, your church, Lord God, truly do a work in our hearts, Father. I pray that we would turn from our wicked ways, Father. Father, help us to recognize our wicked ways, to turn from them. Father, we ask, Father, do a work, Father. We can't manufacture this ourselves. We need you to move by the power of the Holy Ghost in this country. Once again, Lord God, we pray, send revival to America, Father. Start here at New Hope. Send revival, Father. Raise us up out of the ashes, Lord God, I pray. Raise us up to be a people that will pray, that will stand in the gap, that will have the courage to turn from our wicked ways. Oh, Father, we pray you keep your hand upon America. We thank you. Your mercies are made new every morning, Father. Father, help us to be a people that will walk in the light as you are in the light. Do it, Father, we pray. We look to you. It's got to be you, Father, we pray. Let God be magnified in America once again in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, have mercy on America. Have mercy on America. Forgive us, Father. Heal our land. Heal our land. Hallelujah. Heal our land in the name of Jesus.